The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello good everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Grayton Jr. with you here. G Biggs in West Des Moines, Valley Junction. Fifth Street, come on down. Join us for Steak Night here as we talk Hawks for the next hour. And my friend... I noticed you toned it down it's after Hollywood kind of jumped no, on you. No, no. My, my intro, and what you're saying is that, that when I do the radio stuff, I have a little more of a cadence. And when you and I chat, I turn into more of me chatting with you, which is fine. That's part of the profession. Oftentimes it gets louder. It sometimes does. I was about to say, is it not right now, is it not right now great to be an Iowa Hawkeye. Brad, I'm going to tell you something. It's always great to be an Iowa Hawkeye. It, it is, but there are times when there things are, are going better than other times. There are, right now, there are definitely it's times hard where to it's, complain. There are definitely times where it's more fun yes. to be an Iowa Hawkeye. When your men's basketball team is 15-5, and five, tied for third in the Big Ten. Uh, Second? Second. There's a, there's a first-place tie uh, one game ahead of them between Illinois and Michigan State at 7-2. and two. Iowa's at 6-3, and three, tied with, like, five other teams for second place. All right. Or maybe three other teams for second place. Fourteen other teams. Yes. And all, all 14 teams are within three games of right, one another. Right. It's, it's early still in that, <clears throat> in that reckoning. So uh, it's great to be in that position. It's great when you have the number one ranked wrestling team in the country who uh, has been quite dominant on the dual Trek so far. Used subs the other night against the number four team in the country and still won. With the exception of the number one ranked wrestler who did not wrestle very well. And uh, in Pat Lungo, that's all right. He won. No, he didn't. Lugo won. No, he didn't. He got beat in overtime. Absolutely. Oh, that's right. He got beat in overtime on the right. They thought he had to call. Right. Yeah, no. Anyway. um, And it's great to watch Lisa Bluter work her magic and they're in first place in the big 10 as well with the uh lady hawkeyes so uh and we came out of the football season feeling really good winning the last four games including a couple of ranked teams winning the bowl game the easily. stomp on usc I mean, be- it's it's, it's and all just good. in case uh, jay's back behind the bar listening we did beat iowa state that's <laughs> and he and Iowa State's number one apparently. <laughs> it's a twenty-one gun salute you got out of that. That was video. good, pretty good. So uh, taking a dive into it, obviously we left the air last week. Iowa still had yet to play Rutgers, uh, ranked number twenty-five at the time. They did win that game, eighty-five to eighty. We expected that uh, to be a very uh, bruising basketball game. Rutgers is a much improved team. Iowa had to come from behind to do it. It's a higher scoring than I thought. It, it was. It was. I mean, that uh, thing went way over total by like. 15, 18 points. And Iowa has that kind of an offensive game when they're hitting their shots. Now, last night, obviously, also a rough and tumble game. They come from behind. A 19-2 run in the last seven and a half minutes ended up 23-5 to to, to close out the game. But a 19-2 run down 12, they couldn't make anything. They had nothing going. And we were telling, I was telling Bruce earlier, at, at at that time, Iowa was not moving the basketball. Iowa was not driving the basketball. Iowa was settling for shots whenever they could just get whatever they could get. And suddenly, suddenly, it all turned. Joe Toussaint, who for reasons unknown had pretty much spent most of the second half on the bench after having a pretty good first half, came in the game, spark plugged them, and then everybody started flowing the way that they needed. And suddenly it's a 19-2 run against another very physical team. They win this thing, but I, I, I think the thing that these two games this week illustrate, 
two weeks ago they play Maryland and they play Michigan. Again, ranked teams, right? So you're looking at these ranked teams. Isn't everyone in the Big Ten ranked? Pretty much. Um, Racehorse teams get up and down the floor, take a lot of shots, a lot of threes from the corners, moving the basketball, quick shots. Big guys, but athletic that way. Rutgers and uh, I I don't want to characterize them as being – more of a bruising team, but they, they definitely are. Uh, they muddy, muddy it up a lot more than those other two. Rutgers and, and Wisconsin are rougher, tougher basketball teams in terms of they're going to play more physical. They're, and Wisconsin certainly slowed it down last night as they like to. They played very physical basketball. It, it was, that, was, that was one of the more brutal games, possibly because they were beating each other up so much. Iowa, is this team is somehow built, and I th- obviously it starts with the fact that you've got a superior presence in the middle. Now, this team is somehow built to match up with almost any kind of team that's out there, and that's what I think is a little bit different. Oh, it's, it's way different. different. Brett, it's way different than anything we've seen in the last four or five years. I mean, you know, sometimes we've, we have often thought that the Hawks had uh, more talent than other teams and then they, they would play to the level of their competition. I don't see that so much this year other than this team has been behind. I've, I don't know. They played 20 games. I'm going to guess in all 20 games have been behind at some point. Um, but but been, been behind in the last 10 minutes of games. I don't know. It was three in a row. Seven. Three in a row at Cincinnati, home. they fell behind late in the game. Uh, fell behind by two. Northwestern. Or they were three? On, on the road at Northwestern. They got a good lead and held on to it. But other than that, you're right. They they have they have but played. they've overcome right. that yes. Yes. to the point and and everyone's on the Twitter zone going. These are games uh, Iowa doesn't win. Well, maybe we should get used to the fact well, that the Hawks I, I are like winning. winning the, they're winning these basketball games. That Fran has a very tough-minded group of guys. Um, to a degree led by his son in terms of tough-mindedness. To a degree led by, as you said, the man in the middle, Luca Garza, who who right now is pr- certainly one of the top three choices for uh, national player of the year, not just Big Ten player of the year, not just first team All-Big Ten. I mean first team All-American. And, uh, you know, Luca goes for 21 and 18, and now it's normal. Well, it, he he wasn't hot. I grew, right? He was so missing shots, and he you, still did. You that, have right? to. So I grew up when Lewis Lloyd played at Drake, and Lewis Lloyd would go thirty and fifteen on average. Led the led the country in scoring and rebounding from Drake. Now, obviously, the competition wasn't that great, except for they did have Larry Bird and some other t- yeah, other it, guys. It, yeah, but nevertheless. That's what he would do on a regular basis, and now Lewis Lloyd was. What six four, or so? Luca is a dominant presence in the middle. That the kind that the Big Ten has not. Well, he, I think he's better than Frank the Tank, uh, Frank Kaminsky from Wisconsin. I think he's he's as good a big man as that the Big Ten has seen in such a long time. Plays an old school kind of game. Kevin McHale, I believe, is exactly who who he is in terms of the way that he plays basketball. But uh, really, really amazing and really, really fun and, and good for those guys. You you could see the joy on their face when they come back. I love, you know, Joe Toussaint came in with seven and a half minutes ago. They tightened up the three-quarter court press, and then they tightened up the half court. They gave up one open shot when he got back in. Other than that, they didn't get one good look. Well, and, and so I, and I thought 
as much as the turnaround was on offense, I thought it it was also on defense. You're right. Well, if I you hold they, them to five points in the last seven and well, a half minutes of the game. In, in Wisconsin is akin to taking their time to try to score, right? right? So Iowa finally said, okay. T- take your time. Take your time. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna make sure that that shot it. So that for a while they were overextending themselves to the point where Wisconsin would run it down and, and get a layup, a, a pick and roll, something. And then Iowa kind of said, no, you know what? Go ahead. Do that. We're just going to go ahead. We'll sit back here and wait for you, right? We'll wait for you to do that. Oh, now we'll turn it up. Oh, now we'll pull back. I mean, they were. There was a, a lot of a lot Bruce, of it. Bruce calls it three second defense. In in y- yes, essentially, yes. essentially what you have to do against a team like Wisconsin, who is deliberate, who wants to burn the clock, wants to play a game at sixty sixty two possessions for the for the game. That's what they want to do. Well, really, you only do have to play really good defense for five seconds uh, per uh, per possession. And Stephen Barta was was. Driving me a little nuts last night, not recognizing that Iowa had changed their defense in that last ten minutes of the basketball game, and and kind of going, well, Wisconsin's doing that. I'm like, Iowa's doing no, this. Iowa's doing this. Iowa yeah. has. They changed the tempo of the game. They imposed their will in a defensive fashion that you only give up five points in that last, mm-hmm. you know, seven and a half minutes, as I said, in in they. They changed the manner by which that game was played, got to the line, made their free throws, did a really good job there, uh, held their composure. Although, Luca, I'm not sure why he got up and got teed up. I, we got hit in the face. I, I well, I know, but just you're, you're ahead, turn yeah. around, walk away, and in the line, yeah. tell the guy he's a D. Yeah. You know, what, whatever it is. Um, Great game, great win, great two great wins over the last week. Now, now it, it's not four like four in a row, four, five, re- five well, five nice games, but but four really solid, big time wins at home in a row. It doesn't get well easier, one on the road yet at Northwestern. Well, I'm, I'm saying, but Michigan, Maryland, uh, Rutgers, all ranked. But we also in a top twenty net. Team. We we also knew that Iowa had had those first four games. In the Big Ten, and those were tough ones, mm-hmm. um, and they came out of those two and two, and you know, then they go to Nebraska, lay the egg, and since that game, they played really, really well. Except for last night, was exactly the Nebraska game with one difference: we turned up the defense at the end. We were able to make our free throws, and and sure enough, and three for twenty from from three did not help them last night. But you're right; there was a little bit a little bit of a difference. Some of it, obviously. Uh, that a little more confidence at home, they, and they found their. Remember, in that Nebraska game, nothing was working, and they did come back to tie it at 59 with about four minutes to go. And the kid from Nebraska threw one in from the logo, right? Literally standing on the end, right? You know, and two for knowledge, row, for, yes, two in a row for Nebraska knowledge, and that that ended it. Whereas last night, Iowa was able to close it out. Which is hence where everybody is saying, and it's probably true. These are these are games Iowa doesn't win because over the last few years they haven't been, shown that they could win games well, like this. How many times did Mike Gazelle miss at the end of a game? Right? How many times did Iowa go scoreless? Literally go scoreless for the last seven minutes of a game or when they were f- ahead or tied? Right? Right? Because they would get to this point and then they just they couldn't find a way. But, but this team is this team is built around. They got the assassin, the, your boy C.J. Frederick. Yeah. They curled Stone Cold. They curled Joe Wieskamp at least two or three times late in the game. 
um, where he was able to get to the basket and either make it or get fouled. Uh, one was on an inbounds play. One was obviously in the play where um, Davidson decided to go nut shot on Connor McCaffrey uh, and get is, the flagrant. Is, is that the grab and hold? Because if he's holding it there. No, I don't think it was a hold. Is that it was a grab and tug? Is that, that was, was a rub and tug? No, it was not that. It's it was not a rub that, and tug? that was a definite, just a, a clear nut shot. And it's not the first time that that dude has done that. No. There was video of him doing it last year at Marquette. There's video of him at Minnesota trying to trip um, oh, yeah. the big yeah. dude from Minnesota last year who's really, really awesome. I mean, he's done graduated, but it's neither here nor there. He's a dirty player. Davidson, yes. Davidson is. And don't tell me he's poor man's Aaron Kraft because Aaron Kraft was actually a really, really good basketball player. He just drove you nuts because he beat you by doing things that you hated. He didn't. But maybe not quite the, cheat, the, the cheater type. No, right? no. He wasn't as, He wasn't taking cheap shots, and he wasn't looking to try and do that. And uh, I give the refs credit. You know, Bob Rouse. That was a good catch. I didn't see it. I mean, Well, I, I mean, obviously you saw Connor flail, but it was like, Okay, was he trying to draw a charge right, or well, something right. like that? And I kind of wonder if Connor didn't go up to him and say, "Dude, I got hit. Right you the, you right might the, need to check this on the video because yeah, yeah. this was in the nether regions yes. and uh, not a basketball move. <laughs> not in the normal course of play. Yes, Does somebody wrapped their hand around my leg and and then right, right. But uh, it, it's fun. It's really fun to watch these guys. It's one. It's fun to watch them have fun out there playing basketball, even when they had tough. Joe Toussaint, really, really, he showed us what I think that he can be when he plays completely under control and it, at the pace that he wants to play. Well, it's easy to it's it's, it's easy to look at C.J. Frederick and look at the way he delivers big shots and plays, but I think when you look at the Iowa guard court, Toussaint has a different additive. Right to the game. Oh, and, he's got a little nastiness, and, and he's, he's got a he's little. Not afraid to go, but I thought last night, particularly in the second half, he had a number of times where he started to drive and then pulled it out. Started to drive, pulled. Well, it out. when CJ hit the three, he was going to the rack and he and, kicked it back and out. We were just talking with a couple of the people here in in, uh, in G Mix. He drew that defense right. They had to go. They have to respect that. Right. right? And Connor not, McCaffrey, so, not something that they've had to do for a long we'll time. We'll talk more about Connor when we come back because. There's more there than I was ever going to give that kid credit for. We'll come back on the Hawkeye Huddle. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Coming up next on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700 The Champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're among real sports fans here at GMIX in West Des Moines. Of course we do. Of course we do. I turn that down so that I don't do anything when we're get off you, the air. Get your red. Yeah, that's right. You can hear uh, us here at GMIGS if we have our headsets on. That, so. that is more helpful. And uh, thank our other great sponsors, Foundry Distillery. We'll have our Foundry last call here after a bit. And, of course, Kozlowski Law for your family law needs. Call Big Cause, and he'll help you uh, get through that divorce. I have an update. Uh-oh. You remember my tirade last week about Hartford yes, Tire and Auto yes. Center in Waukee? I don't have any idea if it had anything to do with our on-air discussions. I have no idea. All I know is I came home Saturday night. No, Friday night. After spending a little time with our friends out right. and about. And my wife looked at me and she said, go look on the counter. 
There was a letter from Heartland Tire and Auto Center and a forty nine ninety five. There check. you go. So Heartland Tire in Waukee made, made good it, made it, made, made it a right. good customer service decision. And I, I have I would be remiss if I didn't say they uh, took care of us. Good, good job, buddy. And you. and they apologized for uh, causing any issues. On the other hand, they did say that you know that whatever it was it was they fixed it. Right, they fixed it. So good for them. We appreciate that. Um, I just had to throw that in. Tom, I'm sure, is extremely interested in my lug nut issues with Heartland Tire. But Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com, have you ever referred to me as a lug nut? Is on the phone with us uh, right now. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, guys. I can't hear you very well, so um, we'll turn uh, ourselves up. Kind of cutting in and out, so hopefully we can make it through this. All right. Well, we'll do our best. Maybe in the studio they can enhance our because we're pretty loud here. So we'll try right. to do yeah, our best. Yeah, maybe it is the return, Jacob. And I told you to turn that down. Maybe you need to turn it back up a bit so Tom can hear us. Anyway. Tom, a good basketball game last night. What'd you take out of that uh, come from behind win against Wisconsin? Well, I, uh, last night's basketball game was uh, interesting. <laughs> Had no flow in the first half. Um, just kind of sloppy on both sides, and uh, couldn't really get a flow going. And then, uh, you know, when I was down twelve. With about seven minutes left, I think a lot of Honk fans kind of were ready to pack it in and think that the game was over, but it was not over. And, uh, you know, some big plays by C.J. Frederick, Joe Wieskamp, Joe Toussaint down the stretch. And then a, a really bonehead play uh, with the, the, the nut punch by uh, Davidson and and uh, allowed... Uh, I would uh, get the ball back and also get a free point, and uh, that was pretty much uh, the ball game there late. So, uh, you know, it wasn't pretty, but uh, if you're Iowa, you take the win and and you happily move on. This group continues to be as gritty as as any I can remember under under certainly under um, under Fran McCaffrey, Tom. I and I'm I'm struggling to find another one. Bruner and Horner. You think that was, is that a way to describe them? They were gritty too. They had some pretty good talent on well, that they had team. Well, re- there was right. a really good basketball team. But, th- but this is—it's been a while since you've seen a team that you felt confident that number one, there was no point in time when they're completely out of a game, and number two, that 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 they've got the weapons to find different ways to beat you. Did we lose him? Did you hear that, Tom? I I, I couldn't. You guys uh, ducked out there. I couldn't hear oh. anything you said. All right. Well, then we'll go a different direction. Fair enough. <laughs> we just said that they're the grittiest team we've seen under Fran, uh, un- certainly under Fran's uh, tenure, and I and I compared them to the Bruner and Horner team. Um. Yeah. You asked about the grittiness of the team. Yeah, they're just a they're a tough group. Um, they have just found a way in the uh, in every game really to hang in there or uh, come back. You know, there's been some teams under Fran that, um, you know, in that similar situation, they probably don't break get back into the game and don't get the lead back. But this this group, you just kind of feel like even if they're down 12 with seven minutes left. 
the comeback is going to happen and they're going to get back in the game. And, um, it, you know, and I, I, I kind of go back to early in the year when uh, everybody thought that, well, maybe that DePaul game is going to be the norm for this year and they're just not going to have it. And it's proven out to be that maybe that DePaul game was just a complete anomaly uh, of the season and that this team, you know, is just pretty mentally tough. And, uh, and they're they're able to do it you know last night essentially they played seven guys uh maybe even less than that maybe six i mean you know with bakari and, and cordell combined for 14 minutes last night uh and they've just they found a way to keep those guys on the floor and uh, luca and cj and joe primarily and, and figure out a way to to win games uh here down in the last uh, couple weeks one of the things that's really noticeable now, Tom, is that this group is no longer under the radar. And every time that has happened under Fran, where suddenly Iowa has jumped up in the national profile, they've faded. Spit the bit. Spit the bit. But I'm just watching ESPN here. They're one of Seth Greenberg's two teams that are under the radar for a national championship or Final Four, Iowa and West Virginia. Obviously, Luca Garza. Player of the Year candidate. Now everybody's mentioning him as a Player of the Year candidate. The fortunate thing, again, is this the type of team that mentally can ride that out and not let that change what they're doing? Uh, Were you asking about how they ride out the rest of the season? Yeah, that's the, I, I think the biggest concern with this team is does the, I don't know if fatigue's the right word, but just the, the wear and tear. Does it get to them? You know, they've they they got pretty fortunate in getting uh, C.J. Frederick back fairly quickly from uh, the, the the foot issue, and hopefully that doesn't rear its ugly head. But um, they have just you know the the real gauntlet is is underway now. Uh, after you know, kind of a weekend off. Uh, you play on Wednesday. You don't have to play till Monday, so they had a few days to kind of rest up. But now it's you know play Monday, play Thursday, play Sunday, uh, Wednesday, Saturday. I mean, they're just the games are just going to keep coming uh, from here on out until you know they get a little bit of a breather between Ohio State and Michigan State. Uh, you know, kind of get a weekend off. Um, but you know, the rest of the way it's just going to be. It's going to be a meat grinder, and this this league is just so tough, and it's tough on the road. So, uh, you know, they're going to be looking at maybe trying to steal one of these road games. Uh, you know, maybe Thursday night in College Park, if they could do that, that would be great for, for them, or go you know, to West Lafayette or, uh, you know, Bloomington, Minneapolis. Uh, probably not going to steal one of these Lansing, uh, and then there's, a you know, potentially a huge game. Potentially even maybe a Big Ten title game, March 8th in Champaign, Illinois. Wouldn't that be something? So, Tom, considering our struggles trying to hear you here tonight, or you hear us, how do you see the next two games going before we let you go? What's that? How do you see the next two games going before we let you go? The next two games, uh, you know, Maryland uh, pulled out kind of a miracle win over the weekend uh, at Indiana. They were down, uh, you know, by six, I think six points in the last couple minutes, and they managed to 
you gotta you gotta win the last minute. So you know, and they're tough at home. The Illinois game is huge because Illinois is probably going to win this week. They play Minnesota uh, in, in Champaign. So they're going to come in riding a big win streak and playing with a lot of confidence. They won on the road. To me, that's going to be just the giant game this week because Iowa's got to continue to hold serve at home and uh, a chance to, you know, potentially, you know, if Michigan State were to lose this week, then, uh, you know, and Iowa beats Illinois. Iowa is tied for first in the Big Ten, magically, as we go into the next week. So, if they could, you know, if they could beat Maryland on on Thursday, so um, you know, then there's a lot. That's a carts before horses, obviously, with Thursday being a huge game. But um, you know, it just doesn't get any easier. But here's the good thing: from their NCAA resume, there's really only one game. Uh, left on the schedule, the Nebraska game, where it's not going to be essentially a quad one game for them. So there's going to be lots of opportunities to really uh, boost their resume, especially in the road. I'll tell you what would be amazing if somehow Iowa could be one of the top four seeds in the Big Ten tournament and get that double bye. Be- yeah, Fran that hasn't actually- happened for uh, a long time. Uh, you know, in yeah. fact, Iowa hasn't played on a Saturday in a Big Ten tournament since 2006. So, and that year they won it. Uh, so, it'd be kind of nice to, to be in Indianapolis uh, for the weekend, maybe uh, this year. Um, you know, and, and, and see this team play a little basketball. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, long way to go before then, because with this with this league, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, and I, I think having being a top four seed is going to be a huge advantage uh, this year in this league. You can pack an extra couple pair of underwear there for you your uh, for your trip, Tom. Hey, Tom, uh, with uh, considering you can't hear us very well tonight, uh, we'll, we'll cut it a little short. Thanks for joining us. We'll pick you up again next week. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Tom, Tom Kager of HawkeyeReport.com. Jinx. Jinx. I was going to coke. All right, we can turn ourselves down now so the people, poor people here at GMIGs aren't getting the feedback. He, he brought up, I mean, Fran hasn't, Fran hasn't been, certainly Todd Licklider, who new coach at Evansville, by the way. Uh, he's all in two. Is he? But Fran hasn't been. Drake beat him by 23. They haven't been to the, to the, they haven't been to the weekend since they won it under Alford. They that means been the, to the semifinals. They have not been to the semifinals. They have not been to Saturday. They made it to Friday a couple of times. They have not been to Saturday. Well, um, it's tough when you usually start on Wednesday. They've usually bowed out on Thursday, right? So it would be something to get the double by, to get themselves, you know, obviously. Why does it seem like every year we play Michigan in the tournament? We Because we do. I don't get that. Every year we do. <laughs> it does seem to, to, to turn out that way. But uh, it, it would be something. I, I think he's right. It, it, you know, obviously Nebraska is the only easy game left on the schedule, and that still you is know, you relative you concerning you already lost but to them. You said something earlier, and I, we can get on to some other stuff. You said something earlier about um, that Iowa in the past has played down to their competition when they started to hit played the Fran to fade. The, to the level of their competition. Right, when they hit the Fran fade, right? Yes. So that every game was close. The Fran fade in February. Right. Triple F. And that freaking sucks yeah so <laughs> let's think back so last year iowa had they were riding a pretty they were they were ranked riding a pretty good little win, win streak they they won some games they come home they play a terrible northwestern team 
and Gebby. No, that's the big the big shot that Jordan Bohannon hit. We were down 14. Against Northwestern. Right, we were down, what, 14 with like four minutes to go. All and right. he goes unconscious and he hits the last second shot. You know, the amazing one that nobody thought. But that was a really bad Northwestern team at the time, right? There was no, they had no business even being ahead of, of Iowa at that point. Iowa had to come back. And the difference was that was the night that I saw a coach figured out, I know how to defend Iowa, which is let Tyler Cook get the basketball and then back off of him and make him shoot an eight-foot jump shot. And don't, don't surround him. Don't let him feed, the, you know. Teams figured out how to play Iowa. There's nobody right now that knows how to, there's nobody right now that can tell you what the best way to defend Iowa is. So you're Except not for the, Fred Hoiberg. Maybe. We'll see. Right. Let's see how Nebraska does when they come in, uh, you know, th- to Carver in a couple of weeks. But I would, I would almost guarantee you they're going to shoot better than they did. But right. then last night happened, so you never know. Right. right. They could shoot poorly, but I still think at home, I still think that that's not a problem because you're built around Luca and you you're built different ways. Things just didn't happen at, at Nebraska the way that they, that they could have happened. My point is, is that I don't think bad basketball teams could come in and come into Carver or even on a consistent basis that Iowa will play to that level. Oh, I agree uh, with know? that. No, I, 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 with I, this team, I just I, don't see I, it. This year, I completely agree with that. And, and here's going to be the bigger question. Can the Hawks go on the road and withstand the storm of being on the road in, in the places that Tom mentioned? College Park, Maryland, West Lafayette, you know, at Purdue, at Minnesota, at Indiana. I mean, everybody knows going to Michigan State's going to be really tough. And then in Champaign. Right, you got six games on the road. End, end yeah. the year. And, and those games, Champaign has not been a great place. Obviously, uh, East Lansing's been horrible. Iowa's been okay at Minnesota. Actually, surprisingly good at Indiana. Mm-hmm. And horrible at Purdue. They've been terrible at Purdue, right? right. But they, they except they won the Rose Bowl year we were out there. I listened to him made a comeback. Oh, but, that's right. We, yeah, I watched that game in yeah, Vegas. Yeah. But there have not been many, and, and a lot of these road games have been have been nightmarish, right? So it will be interesting to see how they do because this run has, other than North, Northwestern on the road, they played very well at Penn State, and I think somebody made the point earlier. I think if that game's in, in – uh, uh, in, in State Bry- College, Bryce. in the Bryce Jordan Center, I think Iowa wins it easily, right? I think the Palester added something, but but the, it will be interesting but now. Penn State's to see how so good basketball. Team. No, there I know. So that gives me a lot of hope in these road games. But that's where the the question is: Is the gauntlet going to be really, really tough for this team? And he's right. Two very tough games this week. Super Bowl Sunday uh, coming up. Uh, the Hawks uh, on uh, in Illinois on Sunday, by the way. So I was at number 18 in the AP, number 21 in the net. Very nice. And number 14 in Ken Palm. These are all things that, of course, that the tournament committee looks at today. If it were to start today, you're looking at a five, maybe a six, maybe a five. That's not too bad. I wonder if you – I'd take a six. I'd take a six. Because then you're on the two, three. But versus not, the yeah. four or five against the one. Be very interesting to see. It's not only the road gauntlet that they've got to get now, but is you're not flying under the radar anymore. You're not flying under the radar. You're identified. Every time that happens to a Fran team, they fade. All right, we're coming back. we got to talk some wrestling when we come back. Women's basketball, too. And Super Huddle. Bowl bets for George.
We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Smell really good in here tonight. Well, it does. Steak night. Oh, that's right. It's snake steak night. night at Jimmy. Get your butt down here and get yourself a steak. What's potato night, Bruce? Lionized potatoes. Lionized potatoes. I don't Leonese. 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 Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. It's similar to mayonnaise. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Mission a uh, portion of today's program. Feel free tomorrow eh, around 11 o'clock to dial it up at thehawkeyehuddle.com. We'll have the podcast up. Usually Jake does a good job getting it up, getting the file put up for me about eight o'clock it's just a matter of whether my business allows me to get it done but but we'll usually we'll get it up there for you you can check us out at the hawkeyehuddle.com um and elsewhere in the world of the iowa hawkeyes we touched on a little earlier we'll go to women's basketball first because the wrestling discussion could get a little bit longer i was in first place in the big 10 in women's basketball that's this incredible is, this is after winning the big 10 last year right this is after and changing lo- over the whole and losing the national player of the year whose jersey they retired the other night the other day on Did you sunday see her pants no this is a strong move what was it she was wearing like the leather pants yeah, or pleather was, pants or whatever she was you know they were interviewing megan gustinson all day they were talking to her on the on the tv and everything and could then there also, be a nicer person and then then she got out there in the court and just lost it she was you know but she was it was terrific they retired a number iowa came uh from behind again a close game against michigan state won 74 57 what the fourth quarter just owned michigan state in the fourth quarter uh, two two wins this week, 77-68 against Ohio State, and then the 74-57 win. They're now 17-3, and 8-1, first place in the Big Ten, all alone, and the number five RPI in the country. Is this, that right? This after last losing all those players last year and winning the Big Ten. Listen, I'm telling you right now, this is this is another Elite Eight Kenny, team. Kenny, I'm telling you right I'm now. telling you right now, Kenny. <laughs> We'll get back to more local sports talk with the Boston Celtics in just a little bit. But, uh, no, I'm um, – I'm telling you, this is a team that's that's they are um, they are winning games inside and out. Uh, Cesano, the the center, got hurt, uh, but apparently she's going to be okay. A couple games out, she'll be back. Um, they they have found ways to win games, and they're going to continue to play. They've got Thursday night. Uh, they're oddly they're the same schedule as the men this week. That Thursday night at Penn State. So while Iowa men are uh, at Maryland, they're at Penn State. And Sunday at Michigan, so a couple of road games. See how they do if they can stay in first place in the Big Ten. Uh, but uh, Hawkeye win with a lot of success right now, and uh, always love Lisa Bluter when Katie Doyle is just playing her heart uh, out and his nails, and, and absolutely nails. But they they have they were they were they were impressive to watch the way they took over that game the other night. Now on the other afternoon, I should say on yes. Sunday, um, and I did watch. I I'm watch, sure I you watched, did. I watched. Uh, the wrestlers, I did watch as well on Friday I watched, night. I watched all yes. of that on Friday night. Yes, which was fun. They win 24-10. to 10. Uh, They take the, the, the match 24-10. Should have been Ohio 25. State. Point deducted because Tom Brands got a little excited, ran on yeah. the mat before the the match was over. But they, they So they go 8-0, eight, 5-0, eight no, no, number one in the country, obviously. But um, Lee and DeSantos, first of all, two in Oh, my good Lord. Technical that was, falls. That was, uh, well, Lee. So eighteen to nothing, right? So, so last week we said, "How do you get eighteen to nothing?" So now I figured it out. I forgot that they now have four point near falls. So if you get a guy on his back and don't pin him, but hold him for you get the four, you get, you get the, the four, four get the instead four. of the three. So he takes him down, 
He puts him on his back three or four times, and that's it. And didn't DeSantos win something like 42 to 10? 29 to 11, I think. I mean, it was. And, and take down, gave up, down, up the first takedown of, uh, of his match. Uh, the Ohio State guy got in on him and took him down, which kind of, I think, pissed him off. And then he turned around, and basically every time he took him down, he squared him up, he pushed him away so that the official could say that he no longer had control, and then he took him down again. And it was it, it, I, it was like watching a beating on a schoolyard between somebody who was just beating up another kid, and you're like, okay, that that's enough. Your point's made. But, you know, you got to get your technical follow-up. It has to go until you're ahead by... 15 or more so what you're going for right yeah and you know obviously the bonus points are huge and the, the big there's two big deals with wrestling they just announced a 20 million dollar wrestling only uh pavilion training center it'll it so it'll be a training it, it's essentially it's it's like the it's the practice facility right it, and it's going to be an above ground attached to carver there's so a tunnel then it is it, above it looks ground? like it looks like it, it looks like it's above ground kind of is it uh, a tunnel this, no, it's not that. It's not even that. It's literal. Now they might have locker rooms underneath. I don't. Well, they know about said that. it was a. There was going to be a tunnel to Carver. Okay. Well, maybe it's locker rooms underneath. But it's twenty million dollars, and it's funded all from donations, private, private donations. And it looks it's like my understanding that I've heard this from my wrestling insiders. They got ten million dollars. Yeah, they would usually pledged. have. A, by the time they would even announce this, they'd have a lead gift of that size. It, based on the renderings, it looks like at grade level, you're going to be able to see a one-story building. That'll have mats in it and a lot of windows, and they'll be practicing at that level. And then my guess is there's locker rooms and there's some other facilities, offices and whatnot underneath, or vice versa somehow. However, it's a significant upgrade. If you've ever been to the wrestling room in Carver right now. I bet it smells. That it does, and it's also um, the, the roof, the, the ceiling is about as high as G-Mings right now. It's it's literally about the size of this restaurant. But, but the re- the really big news. It's it's just, compa- considering what you look at Iowa Wrestling to be, this will be. Right? The super big news is that Friday night at 8 o'clock, Iowa, Iowa versus Penn State. Um, Penn State snuck out of Nebraska uh, with a win the other night. They are... Uh, clearly not the team that they have been over the past few years with those. You know, last year they had four national champions in their lineup. They're not there. This is the Hawks have an opportunity to knock them off. I believe Penn State lost their unbeaten streak uh, in the dual meets a few weeks ago. They're still number two in the country. They are number two in the country, and this will be obviously a great test. The meet is sold out. So the latest rumor I heard... I keep my ear to the ground with the wrestling people, right? Tom Brands is trying to convince a fire marshal to let 16,000 people into Carver. Much like, remember when C. Vivian? I was there. When there were like 20-some thousand, they were sitting on the on the it, stairs? Yes. If you just let them in at the top, is standing room I was, only. I was there. The, the idea was to, be the, to, to have the record for the most people to attend a women's basketball game. It's like 1983. Right, something, something like, like that. that. And I was there, Iowa, Ohio State. We lost. They but, were, they, but it was, ter- but it was terrific. It was a great game. It was incredible. So, I was, I, so I, this is Tom Brand's push for the sixteen thousand. I don't know if the fire marshal will allow it, but if you take the CAM bus, which is the most efficient <laughs> system of travel inside of Iowa City, 
Might you'll be in. here, and you'll be here on time. <laughs> you, might get, you might get in. Well, so, Did you see him walk into the water the other night reading the newspaper? Yes. Pushing, just, the, oh, pushing the polar plunge? Yeah, it's like Tom, Brown, Tom Brands is an institution into and of himself. Remember you used to call him? Yeah. Coach he'd, Br- answer, he'd answer his own phone, Coach right? Brands there. Everybody else, you get a secretary, right? And, and he answers. He'd be like, he'd, 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 he'd say, he said, I can't remember how. But literally, you dialed him up, and he pretended like it wasn't him. He checked out who it was, and then he said, "Hi, Brett. This is Tom." And right. I'm like, "Like, hey, coach." <laughs> anyway, just just to set the stage here, this this win the other day, they were they won seven out of ten, right? But two of the losses, they they used subs, right? Cash Wilkie wrestled at at uh, one ninety seven for the first time in two years, right? Against He's, the number one wrestler in the country. He in doesn't Ohio weigh one hundred ninety seven, right? They they let him back in after it's literally twenty two months and, and so sub and of course and they took uh, Carter Happel and they let him go at what was he one forty nine that's Young's weight Caleb Young's weight right. right they let him go no Caleb Young wrestled it well who did he wrestle because what Tom said is look if I wrestle the right guys he said I'm mad we didn't go ten didn't go ten for ten he said if we wrestle the right guys and Lugo doesn't get screwed on the on right. the cradle call at the in overtime. We go ten and zero against these guys, and that's what we were looking for. I bet I don't want to go into a last call mode, but we need to anyway. It's time to for our foundry last call. Foundry from, Distillery from, over there in the junction, eleventh and uh, Railroad. I bet they win nine of these ten. Oh, I think that's a. I think eight. I th- I think they they win seven for sure. Um, I think for them to get anything underneath that or more than that. Is going to take something really, really special out of somebody. I'd have to look, go back, and go man for man. But but, but you also have to you have to figure you're getting bonus points out of Spencer Lee. You're going to get bonus points out of DeSanto more than likely, at least a major. How about the heavyweight Tony Cassiope? Oh my goodness, uh, boy, is he wrestling well. He's come out. He's really, really taken that spot. Grabbed it by the grabbed it by the the uh, grabbed Davidson. it by the Brad Davidsons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he's really done a nice job. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Iowa wins. They get three. That's nine. And I'm gonna say the Hawks end up about twenty five. So like twenty five to nine, twenty six nine, something like that on Friday night against Penn State. A decisive win. I I think they actually do. For some reason, I just feel like he's got them all. They're going to be just all over this. And I think well, they'll win more than more than they than you might even think they will. And and I noticed this the other night. There is no crowd in all of America that is more in tune with what is going on on the playing field than an Iowa wrestling crowd. Now, I was at the outdoor deal where there was, what, yeah. 40,000 people. Yeah. And when 40,000 people go two yeah. for a takedown, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty amazing. But when those fifteen or 16,000 inside Carver are all doing it and it, and it reverberates, it's just, it's it's a, just really cool. It, it's an incredible feeling, and I'm really excited to watch that on a Friday night. So. Maryland uh, at Maryland on Thursday night for the men's basketball team and at Illinois so on Bruce Sunday. So Bruce is talking me off the ledge here because I kind of thought their Hawks are really going to have a tough time at Maryland. However, Maryland struggles to score. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and call for the upset. Iowa wins at Maryland 70-69 to and then comes back on Super Bowl Sunday, and we have to keep this in mind. The Hawks on Super Bowl Sunday are nails. They are. They beat the they Fab Five. They beat Michigan another time. When they won Michigan in Illinois was... three years ago when we, when our, my jalapeno poppers exploded on your stove. They are nails on Super Bowl Sunday, and they're going to beat Illinois. 
by two possessions, so I'm going to say... Illinois is really good. I know they are. I know they are. 75-71 on Sunday. Maryland is 11-0 at home. They haven't been touched this year. I, I think this is a closer game because I think they're bound to lose. I but said I think, they're going to yeah. win by one. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a closer game. I, I still think Iowa goes down, but I, I do think they come back and they're ready to go and they take Illinois out on, on Sunday. That's the easy way to go, home and away, but that's that's really what I think is going to happen. I think two very good basketball games, and Iowa gets another one against Illinois. Now, your suit, you want to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah, but George is outside listening in – he always looks for my little tidbits. Cooking the steaks, yes. George took the longest touchdown over 44 and a half yards. Always considered the defensive and or special teams touchdown. And over in the anthem, two minutes and three and a half seconds. Who's singing? I don't know. Demi Lovato? Over in the anthem, two and th- 123 and a half seconds. The over is... Oh boy, they've got that. The over in the anthem is nails. Yeah. It, d- it depends on how long they hold the last note. Usually. Quite often, right? And you got to make sure you start your timer. What is the what is the over on the game? Total? Yeah, like total? 53, 54. I got the Chiefs winning. I think they win. I think they win by a touchdown. I something like. I mean, I think it was probably close. 30, 34, 27, somewhere in that neck of the woods, maybe. I guess San Francisco because uh, they're uh, because they're, they're they got li- more Hawks. They're well, they're lying. No, but. That that's true. Oh, you know why their line pay- play is? Oh, good God! They beat your Vikings, and you're a yeah. big freaking baby about it. Their line play is something special, with the guys they've gotten back. Their line. Patrick play is Mahomes special. is gonna. We'll pull see about this. this. Out. We'll see about this. All right, we'll see how right we were about any of this next week on the Hawkeye Huddle right here on seventeen hundred, the champ.